0: welcome to the voice of the force podcast today we're going to talk about the mandalorian chapter 15 the believer my name is dan and i'm joined by my co host ed hello how you doing ed i am here you
1: may or may not have fallen <laughs> in <by> the chair <laughs> may or may not have i refuse to admit to anything <laughs> and
0: no how's it going not too bad how you been
2: About the same as Ed.
0: Kind of uh, (laughs) entranced into the cyberpunk uh, stupor?
2: (sighs) That's, no. That would be crazy. That would be like saying I've already put 21 hours into it. (laughs) I wish I was. I wish I could say that is the biggest thing.
0: Yeah, it's only been, what, two, three days now?
2: (laughs) Uh, That's more than enough time. I've I've been playing it for three days so far, so yeah.
0: What is life?
1: Exactly.
2: <laughs> well, like a nice. cyberpunk. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> That's the exact
1: line I was going to use. <laughs> well,
0: instead of going to Night City, we're actually going to d- dive into the um, story of The Mandalorian. So, <laughs> let's get into that. Ed, what are we going to talk about regarding the Chapter 15 The Believer episode?
1: Yeah, in this episode, we're going to go over like what happened to the show. So, if you've watched it already and you just need a little recap... Or if you didn't find the time to watch it, you probably won't. Well, we got that covered for you, and we'll tell you what happened, and then try to discuss what may happen. And if if we found any Easter eggs, we'll discuss those, and then if you found some as well, you can definitely tell us what you saw, and you can contact us through the multiple ways that Noma is going to lay out for you.
2: Yeah, so if you guys don't catch this while I'm saying it, like we said before, we'll go over it again at the end of the episode, but... There's a bunch of different ways you can get in contact with us. One is our email, which is voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. We've also got a Twitter and Instagram, same handle for both, which is at voiceforcepod. We've got a website, which is www.voiceoftheforce.com. And we're on all major podcast platforms, which include Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and uh, really anywhere else where you listen to your podcast, as long as it's fairly mainstream so with that being said here is our once again obligatory 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 obligatory, our obligatory spoiler warning we are going to be going over everything that happened in this episode we are not going to be trying to hide anything so if you haven't seen the believer yet pause now go watch it come back and listen otherwise we will probably spoil a bunch of things for you the entire episode Yes, exactly. The whole episode. So with that being said, you have been warned that there are spoilers ahead. And let's get into the episode.
3: Oh, look at this. Oh, the shame. Now that right there is worth the price of admission. Wish I could say it looked good on you, but I'd be lying. Just make sure you take out the rooftop gunners or we're never getting out of here. We got you. Take care of this. Keep it safe. Oh, well. Hey, guys. We're still on the clock. What would they say on Mandalore? You know, it's a shame you're not coming along with us. You got such a sunny disposition. Can't imagine how much fun you are in one of these.
0: All right. The Mandalorian Chapter 15 plot points. Here we go. Um, the beginning of the episode, we start off with Cara Dune and um, Din heading to the Carthon chop fields to bust Mig 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 Miggs? Mig Migs. <laughs> Let's try that again.
2: <laughs> Miser so called Mig Mig Oh Jesus.
0: <laughs> to bust Migs Mayfield out of his sentence on the Carthon chop fields. And so Kara walks up to um the droid after the droid is like um prisoner eight six two two four or something. Um, please follow me. And uh, Migs is like, I don't know. And so Cara, walked, or Cara Dune walks up and says, um, transfers custody over to me. And she's a, now a new Republic Marshal. And uh, the droid starts to kind of follow behind him and say, you need to move in three. She was like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> he starts to go, um, which is pretty good. So uh, they make their way up to the uh, Slave 1. And uh, Mayfield, Migs Mayfield says... I'm glad it's not the other guy, and he's referencing um, Din when he sees Boba Fett. And then just as he looks down and looks back up, there's Din walking down. He's like, are you here to kill me? And they're like, no, we just need your help. So on the Slave One, they figure out that um, Mayfield needs to get uh, coordinates for Gideon's uh, light cruiser. And figure out where it is and where it's going. And uh, he says that they need to get to a an Imperial access terminal on the closest place, which would be Morak, and uh, there's a, it's basically a secret Imperial Mining Hub for Rhydonium, which is a very highly explosive material, as we'll see later. Um, so they decide to um, send in Mayfield, and they're like, okay, like who wants to go in with them? I can't because I'm wanted. I can't because I'm wanted. And then Boba Fett's like, well, let's just say they know my face. And then Din's like, fine, I'll do it. And so they have a little conversation about him not taking off his helmet and, like, you can't walk in there with his Mandalorian armor. So, as we go in, Din and Mayfield take over the Juggernaut uh, transport, that's transporting all the Rhydonium, and basically knock out the guards. Um, they look like, I guess, mining troopers is what I called them. And basically put those outfits on and become the troopers. And so, Migs is trying to talk to Din and uh, say, you know, like, hey man, like, there's a whole bunch of things going on here. Like, you told me before you couldn't take off your helmet, but you're wearing a different helmet now. So, like, is it that or is it that you can't show your face? Because those are two entirely different things. And so as they're passing through some sections while driving the Juggernauts, they see some other Juggernauts that were destroyed and just the wreckage of them as they drive. And they also drive through a small village with some kids and some uh, families there and kind of get to see what the Empire has done to the the people who live here um, just to get their hands on Ridonium. Uh, Mayfield starts talking uh, to Din about the similarities between Mandalorians and the Empire and, like, the wars that were ravaged and the people that were caught in between and how similar they are. And he also brings up um, that lines, there are lines that everyone crosses to get what they need to done. And uh, he says this line that really kind of resonated with all of us, which was, as long as we can sleep at night, right? So um, we get into the assault which basically is some local pirates um, on skiffs coming up and trying to basically blow up the Juggernaut. Um, as we hear in the distance, they blow up Juggernaut 4 and then uh, tries to keep them away by shooting them off the side and he realizes, oh, maybe that's not a good idea <laughs> since we're driving some explosives over to the Imperial facility. So he gets up top and pirates start to jump on he starts taking them out with hand-to-hand combat. Um, obviously, his new armor isn't as... Um, isn't as durable as his uh, Mandalorian Beskar armor so you see it like cracking and stuff like that and he's taking the hits and they're actually doing a lot more damage to him than um, when he's wearing his normal armor uh, but they basically uh, get to the point where uh, Dinn is successful in warding off the pirates and then we see five more skiffs come into view and he's like oh god what are we gonna do and just then a couple of TIE fighters and a platoon of troopers come out to the rescue and destroy the pirates skiffs and the pirates like running up to the facility um after that uh migs um and din kind of jump off the uh, juggernaut when they park it and they're basically welcomed back like heroes which is really odd to hear like triumphant music when the empire like when you're kind of seeing all the imperials like cheer and and whatnot uh we get to the internal uh, parking area and uh, Mayfield finds the terminal which is in the officer's lounge area and as he walks in he sees his old commanding officer Valen uh, Hess and turns tail and basically says, dude we can't do this like he'll he might recognize me and that it's all over we're gonna die and so as he explains to Din that like he needs to basically have his face scanned or one of their face scans to get the information Din is thinking it over and Decides reluctantly to go in and uh, uses the terminal. Tries it with his helmet on. It doesn't work. And then has to take his helmet off to have it work. Um, Mayfield's old officer, Valen Hess, questions Din and says, Hey, like, what's your operating number and all this stuff? And uh, as Din is not sure what to say, Mayfield comes out of nowhere and starts to kind of sweet talk them out of this situation. And as they start to walk away, the officer says, Hey, like, come have a sit... I have a, uh, a drink in celebration of you know being the only transport today that made it back in one piece. And so as they do, Mayfield starts to talk to his old officer about Project Cinder and something called Burning Con, which is I guess an event that happened during Bur- Project Cinder. And so Mayfield gets very emotional about um, you know all of the troopers that died and all the people that died during the project that he this officer was so heavily involved in and uh, shoots the officer and starts a firefight to escape. So as Din and Mayfield make their way up to the top of the refinery on the outside of the building, um, the slave one swoops in and picks them up just in the nick of time. Mayfield uses um, Boba Fett's cycler rifle that he had on his back a few episodes ago uh, to shoot the redonium at a distance and destroy the refinery. And uh, finally, we have two TIE fighters that follow the slave one and Boba Fett unleashes a seismic charge and obliterates both in atmosphere, which is really cool. The end of the episode brings us to Mayfield talking to Din and Kara. And he's like, so I guess you're going to take me back to the, you know, the, the chop fields or whatever. And uh, they just look at each other and say, you know what? It's a shame that he died during the mission. And he's like, wait, what? And then he realizes, oh, you're letting me go. So he takes his cue and heads off. And uh, last scene we get is aboard Moff Gideon's ship, where Din sends a message, basically echoing the Moff's words from Season 1 at the end about the child, and that he has no idea what he actually has in his possession, and uh, what is to come since he has taken Grogu. And that is where we leave Episode 15, or Chapter 15, The Believer. Alright, let's get into the discussion points. Uh, let's start with Ed. Did you have any points you want to talk about for this episode?
1: Yeah, uh, it's interesting to see just how Imperial operations are still going, um, and how to, at the rate they're still going at. And um I think we laughed at one point being like, you know, it's odd. And I think um Mayfeld says it in the in the episode as well, just mean like it's weird cheering for stormtroopers that show up. Me is like every time they've showed up and everything else you've been like oh here we go yep and here's like oh no they're going to-. and then the whole squad comes in and you're just like ah, yeah. so i was like huh, this feels more normal for me now okay <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah and then the die fighters come just like all right sweet yeah blast these guys what are they doing but then they start firing like really close to the transport <laughs> and it's like Okay, you just gave you just gave Din a lot of trouble for, like, firing a hand blaster near it, and now these guys are coming through with their laser cannons. Like, this is... Oh, if one of them kind of grazes it, well, then it all just goes up. Yeah. Okay.
2: Imagine that alternate cut where they, they swoop in to save the day and just blow up the Juggernaut. you like, oh, this is just <laughs> another day. I was wondering, wondering why they didn't shoot
0: it, really. They finally were able to aim properly and, like, do, like, a... a like a broad uh, spearhead formation to shoot the skiffs and Egg. not hit the juggernaut.
1: Right. Cause it was just kind of like, it was a strafing run almost, but they started ahead of the juggernaut. It was just like, what yeah. are you doing? <laughs> so that was interesting. Um, down to like being in there and you can see like, after he says like, you know, you need to take your helmet off in order, in order to get the, the recognition scan and fed that he doesn't do it right away is you get from that perspective he's struggling with the whole like are you going to take it off in front of people or not but at the same time it's just like you know it's not going to work and because you're still in your helmet that's obviously going to attract attention from everybody in there so somebody probably is going to come up uh but just every officer in there i like and this is the one thing that has me like Like the Death Star sympathy kind of thing being like, you know, how many people, yes, it's great. It's the reign of terror is gone, yada, yada. But like how many people were just on that thing trying to just live and trying to do their job. And, Mm. you know, not everybody's the evil tyrant. And this guy is here just to make sure this button is pressed at the right time. And this switch is here at the right time. And that is your job. And you haven't seen your family in months because it's a top secret thing or whatever, and all the rest of the officers in there are just kind of chilling, having a break, drinking whatever they are, and it's like, oh, we're gonna... And then I started
2: blasting. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's 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 a very strange dichotomy, right? Because you have that scene where yeah, you know, they're all clapping and, and patting them on the back and, you know, celebrating that they've returned properly, and you're like, oh, yeah, the empire is not always full of evil monster people. And then, like, hey, then... you then, didn't
1: get blown up. Yay!
0: Yeah.
1: Yay! Yeah, it's good like, job. Yeah. You know, Be like, we're proud
2: huh? of you. Yeah, and then then uh, you know, Lieutenant Evil Southern Man shows up, and it's like, all right, blow them all up now. Yeah, it's right. just it's yeah, it's it's a very strange kind of dichotomy, right?
1: Yeah, because you will have bad apples everywhere. Like, there's bound to be people like that, and I hope we see this in the in the Announced Cassian, uh, um, story or mm-hmm. show that's coming sure. up, just so that yeah. you can see. It's just like you know. The Republic just wasn't all like goody-goody, shine-shine shoes all the time, too. Yeah, just like there were people there like that on the same t- on both sides. So, just like we have with like Lost Stars and people like that, where you see yeah, the it, reaction from like Imperials who either came from Alderaan or had family there or whatever, and their reaction to it blowing up. It wasn't just like everybody was like, hey, yeah. It was just like, what? So and yeah, that, and oops, sorry, that was um. That goes on into like you know when they when they mention Operation Cinder and everything like that, and you can see clearly how Mayfield feels about it. and It's like he's probably not the only guy who feels that way about Operation Cinder. We've had and if you if you ever played Battlefront Two mm-hmm. and as soon as they said that, if you, I mean, for the, like the fifteen people who played this story and remember it at least, um, you get those all ringing bells. Like, why does that sound familiar? And that was because you know Iden Versio it's just like when that was what caused her to defect because it was like all right oh we're here why are we here operation cinder yeah we're gonna destroy all these populations on these different worlds and it's just like yeah no that's that's not right and that's not okay and Mm. you know maybe and i was saying it through the episode like maybe if you know, people had doubts after Alderaan. Like this would just confirm everything for them at that point, and be like, "No, mm-hmm. it's, I'm I'm done. Like oh, this isn't what I signed up for. I signed up to protect. I signed up for peace and justice and order because I believed in that. And this is none
2: of those things." Exactly. So yeah, I, yeah, and yeah, something I was I I was also kind of impressed with is that I I feel like Mayfield's decision, like it really shows because the one thing that really bugged me was that when Aiden decides to defect it almost seems like it's it's it seems like it, it, to me it seems like a, for a very selfish reason right because it's exactly. like oh yeah Ra Ra Empire exactly right Ra Ra Empire we're the best oh my world yeah oh it, no, it never becomes my. real
0: for her at that point I think
2: yeah but it's just like it, it comes off as being very much like not not for the purest reasons you yeah. know, it's 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 kind of that thing where it's oh yeah screw the, screw all the other people oh no my stuff no I'm special you know. Well, I think now, also now it's a crime. It's
0: but... into like Lost Stars too, where we get like um, I can't remember his name, but the boy that was from Alderaan when Alderaan explodes, and then he's oh, like yeah. having like a kind of a crisis, and then he decides he, to stick with
2: it. He doubles down in the opposite direction, yeah, right. in the opposite direction, right? right?
0: Because he has nothing left, right? It's it's already yeah. been done. Um, so it's interesting to see the even the dichotomy between those two characters and like their reactions. Yeah.
2: But, but that's, that's why I actually, I I enjoyed this kind of revelation that that's why, well, they don't say it outright, but it's, you know, implied that that's why Mayfield left. Exactly. Because he saw, you know, tens, he makes it sound like tens of thousands of people that he served with. And, you know, a lot of people he was friends with all die in operation cinder and that's what broke him. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that, that, makes it seem like a more realistic thing yeah where it's it's you know it's you go through something horrific like that and you come back and you can't agree with um the you know what the you know yeah what the people you serve for it's a little bit close it's it's even and again it just it feels like it's a more powerful version of um oh god i can't even remember his name the guy in squadrons um in the beginning oh yeah um uh, oh no uh, Lyndon James. There oh, we Lyndon go. James, Lyndon James. Yeah. Commander Wolf. No, um,
0: I'm thinking yeah, of the, the the squadron commander dude for the Empire.
2: Remember his name? Or Javes? Or J- I don't know. Oh, uh, Grace, isn't it? Grace, that's the one. Right. Yeah. No, Grace. No, he doesn't have a change of heart, as far as I know. But yeah, Lyndon James. Like, but with with even with that one, it was it was you know, oh, we're hunting down a few refugees. Oh, this is not good. Now I am the good guy, and it's you know. Also, I guess spoilers for Squadrons. Sorry if people haven't played that. But, you know, it it just it it seems like it's a much more impactful thing. Not to say that, you know, I don't agree with Lyndon James' reason in Squadrons. It did make sense to me there. But Mayfields just feels a lot more powerful to me. Which also moves on to uh, one of the other topics that I wanted to talk about a bit, which is I th- I think out of the three of us, I am the biggest fan of bill burr i think out of the three of us probably mm, yeah. If, if, yeah. if people don't know he's the one who plays May- mayfield and so on um, at the same time you know as i'm saying all of this stuff keep in mind i have a huge bias towards mayfield because i i really like the guy who plays him i, I think his, his comedy is really funny i've enjoyed all the roles that i've seen him in and so what was really funny to me is for like the first half of that episode and people were making jokes about it uh in the prison break episode is it it just feels like for the first half of the episode he's built like bill burr is playing himself because it it sounded everything he was doing reminded me of all the mannerisms that i've i've heard and seen him do in you know shows and his podcasts and comedy stand-ups and all that kind of stuff it's just it's always it was all those kind of little things like that one of the things i love is when you know he's sitting in the truck with uh with mandalorian and he's kind of Doing that thing where he's, he's, you know, he's trying to make conversation, but he's also just kind of prodding at all of the, one of the things I like about Bill Burr is he'll, he'll prod all of people's kind of stringent beliefs. He has whole, like a lot, a lot of, um, funny, but I also think kind of insightful takes on, on certain facets of, of what people believe in. Right. Um, so he, he's really poking him and prodding him. And I did like that thing where he he's, he's saying, you know, like, oh, okay. So you have that whole thing with your helmet. Like, what is the line in, right, where all these things go? So now that you're wearing a different helmet, does it still count? Is it just helmets in general? If you just have a, you know, if you if you wrapped your head up in a scarf, would that still technically count? Does no one see my face, you know? i just kind of, of trying to poke and prod those beliefs. And I feel like that also helps later in the, you know, ties into the episode, and that's half the reason why he takes the helmet off later on. But at the same time, though, I wasn't expecting the the emotion that he shows when he's, yeah. you know processing operation cinder and kind of reliving all those memories that was really surprising to me i haven't really seen um that level of emotional acting from from bill burr before and it was really impressive like i really bought that you could see him he like start to crack a little bit exactly crack and all that trauma comes rushing back and all the you know that kind of it, it made it feel like that kind of slightly douchey persona that he's been putting on this whole time is kind of a facade to to you know Deflect and not think about all that trauma and then you kinda of see it all come back and it just kind of cracks. I I was really impressed with that, you know.
0: And look like when so, he shoots the commander or the lieutenant or whatever, yeah. he shoots him and then he looks at, at Din and he's like, I don't know, man, I just did it.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like it, one of those things like, I couldn't I couldn't stop myself. Yeah. And and like, he, yeah, it
0: makes sense. You see um you see the, the short trooper walk up with the, the food tray and he's just like Pew! and gets shot.
2: It's just like yeah, what is happening? Yeah, just starts to go nuts and yeah. then at the at the end when he blows up the riddonium trucks I, I was also thinking as well din has accidentally created the best team of snipers that i think i've ever seen in star oh, wars yes. so,
0: yeah definitely
2: right between like no offense to her her skills in it but i feel like kara probably the worst sniper of the group but you yeah got, she's more of like a heavy gunner yeah but you've got i'd say like kara and then boba and then uh Benek. I don't know. I don't know if I put Fennec or Mayfield above the other. I. Well, Fennec is an really, assassin. I would assume it's true, but you know she's got crazy sniper skills. Like the the biggest difference I think is that we've seen Fennec snipe moving targets on speeder bikes. Yeah. Um, and that's incredibly impressive. And we've only seen Mayfield do the one shot. It was from so much farther away than any shot that Fennec's ever made, but it was a stationary target
0: true and it was so, a cycler I'm... rifle out of all things not a laser gun yeah
2: yeah exactly right like an old school well i think the cycler rifle is still uh a, a... is it still a laser charge i wasn't sure if it was a slug or a, a laser bolt
0: i think it's a slug but i'm not 100 percent sure on that
2: <laughs> okay because there was that thing in in episode one where the Tuskins were using those but they were firing laser bolts so yeah, yeah. i'm not 100 percent sure either but yeah, no, it was just, you know, so you've got to compare those two things, but we haven't really seen them side to side. I was a little bit disappointed that they just let him go at the end of the episode. I was kind of hoping he'd he'd take part in in what is clearly going to be the, the attack for next episode, mm-hmm.
0: but you'd be and very useful he... as an imperial like knows the ins and outs of yeah. the vessel and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, exactly, right? Like he could know the, the you know, the lay, uh, how everything works in there and he is a good battlefield asset now. It's clear at this point that he's willing to work alongside the group
0: but i'm pretty sure he he doesn't want to be any part of a battle anymore that's true you know what i mean yeah. and if they took him then they they'd have to explain to the new republic why they have him on the team
2: yeah no that's a good point it it does depend on on who they're going to be roping together for the attack so right
0: cuz like they said oh it's too bad he died and it's like okay well that's you that's that can be done he can have a new identity yeah. and yeah. all that stuff that would work um, I also
2: I, I thought it was interesting one one point where I was a little bit curious about is when when they're talking about who's going to go with Mayfield and Fett says I think they'll recognize my face and I was like but would they like I get that it, it it's it his helmet they'll recognize yeah. joke
1: well the clone yeah. fucking reference I don't was, I don't think it's a clone yeah, I think yeah. I, I
2: got it more like
1: you don't he's think worked. he's a clone he literally is no, a clone. no 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 no
0: I don't think it, that's what he was saying I think he was saying like. What I got from it was, like, he's worked with the Empire so much now, they know what he looks like as, like, his armor set. So, like, if he walks in there with his armor, they're going to know who he is.
1: I guess, They know but... his armor, they know his face. Like, he's he's yeah. he's way too high profile at this point for them to not know. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't care how many years it's been or anything mm-hmm. like that at this point. Like, even people knew he was working with Vader, even... Then this is after he's already been working with Vader for a bit. He's on the bridge of some ships. Yes, you could say a lot of those people have died maybe, but it would be in mm. records and stuff like that. And that's
0: I'm sure the, he has the, a profile the, somewhere on their ships. Exactly. On their and the
1: database doesn't care because as long as you've been in there, unless it's been wiped or anything like that, it'll be like, oh, yeah. Hey, this guy pings up as
2: this. You see that and you're just like, well, he's not
1: imperial, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's
2: go figure this out kind of no yeah, I was just I was just a little bit like uh i'm i'm I was just like, do you mean your armor or do you mean your face, or do you mean, yeah, I was just you know curious about that one.
0: I'm no? very curious to see what happens with the scan that happened with Din's face because it was set into the imperial database then, right, like they have his face.
1: They have a face, but probably not a name, though. Well, they have his yeah, name, so... too,
0: because Gideon, that's how Gideon knew it from the ISB, right? He knew who he was, where he came from, all that stuff. So now they have still a face. let him in. So. It did, but I think it's <laughs> like know. it scans it. And it's like, okay, this is the person that accessed the terminal. So who knows? Yeah,
2: I, I feel like the, the only way that that could have been like a concerning thing, though, is if if he hadn't sent that message at the end of the episode right yeah if he'd wanted to go in by surprise it'd be like yeah maybe he screwed up his chances but i mean you know scan yeah, it... your face and then also tell the guy i'm hey i'm i'm coming for you speaking, taking style
0: speaking of that message at the end of the episode like why do you think he sent that message why would he give up the surprise attack maybe he's making him more paranoid before he does it i don't know
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, part of it could be, like we just said, right? Like maybe he already knew that he scanned his face, Gideon can put two and two together. I might as well tell him.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: Put a little bit of fear into him, hope that he makes a mistake because of that fear. But it also could just be, let's put in an awesome moment, right? And I, at the I, same time, you know, Gideon, I'm pretty sure Gideon knew he was coming for him. He knows how, you know, he, if he was willing to break into an Imperial facility to, to steal the child mm-hmm. back back in episode three, you know. They know they, yeah, they're they're probably pretty sure they didn't kill him when they blew up his ship. So,
0: and the other thing, too, is like the nice homage they had there was at the end of the episode when he does the message, it's almost identical to what Gideon says when he's outside the cantina in Mm. the last two episodes or last episode of um, the first season. And it's like word for word the same thing, and it shows you like how much didn't how much that moment really stuck with him and how much he remembered and he sent it back to Gideon, and then Gideon's like, oh shit, this guy really is pissed. Mm-hmm. Um, some awesome other things that happened this episode. The Slave 1, we get to see the interior a little bit when they're sitting in it. The whole thing starts to rotate behind them to, re- mm-hmm. to like, recalibrate where where they are um, positioned in the ship because it goes from like horizontal to uh, vertical, which mm-hmm. is really fun. Um, we got to see the seismic charge again, which was awesome. Oh, so good. So and good. in atmosphere it was so cool
2: um, yeah and I, I had a really quick talk with uh dan about that beforehand because uh dan you were asking he's well, got his rangefinder down in that scene before he deploys it why is that and the only thing i could think of was you know maybe he's connected to the ship and and that rangefinder is kind of telling him you know how long do we need to set the fuse for the seismic charge but oh my god please
0: make it like a review like camera on a car
2: Oh, <laughs> well, that would be
0: hilarious. Do you like,
1: remember the X-Wings have something like that where, you're, you know, your targeting array comes down and yeah. it counts down stuff like that too. But mm. I can see him. He's already wearing armor and I can easily see it be connected. The, the ship is so integral to him that it would be a part of it. So even if yeah. he has, like, remote flight or sure. something... At that point, right, you can be like, okay, yeah, you know, and all the systems are busy, so let's just have this come down and okay, so it's like I'm flying and doing all this, but controlling this through this, so all I have to do is probably hit a button on my armor and
2: hey, look at that, it goes out. Yeah. yeah. And something I was I was I'm curious if this is canon. I, I only know it from video games, but if anybody's played uh Rogue Squadron 2, Rogue Leader, you can unlock slave one in that, and one of the things it has is it's got a cannon that shoots backwards. Like it's got mm. a cannon on the back of the ship that that fires behind it. Mm. So I was thinking like, oh, you know, if it is cannon, that could also make sense, right? He links to the targeting computer. He can see out the back now through that can through that gun. And now he can he can figure out, you know. It'd be crazy useful. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, because how else are you supposed to shoot at someone behind you? I mean, I guess, you know, his bottom guns can rotate all the way back, but uh-huh. just in case.
0: Um, there's a few other things I wanted to talk about with, um, just like in regards to like the pirates and stuff like that was a huge portion Mm -hmm. of the episode where Mm -hmm. like you see Din and you see Mayfield driving and they see this little village full of kids and like families and things like that. And there's, that was, I think a big moment for Din to realize that like, that's kind of what he went through with the, the separatists, right? Like his whole town and village was destroyed by these droids that came in and didn't care for them. Right. And then like, that's pretty much like a one-to-one relation between that and this situation. And he sees Mayfield kind of understand how uh, drastic those measures are and how much of an impact the empire has on villages and stuff like that. And he's like, you know what? You're not wrong. And he doesn't say it obviously, but he says, opposite he says you know like the empires or you're nothing like me or, or i'm nothing like you or something like that and uh it's just interesting to see that kind of
1: yeah because he was making comparisons to the empire of now and the mandalorian wars yeah. from mm-hmm. like you know you did the same things basically People were caught between. yeah yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah just good to see but- like the connection between like what the situation is now in front of them versus the situation mm-hmm. that happened to-, to din when he was a kid um I thought that was very interesting. Because um, you know,
1: how much do they talk about Cathar still, and what happened there? Because you guys wiped out a world. You, <laughs> yeah. you did. You did Alderaan a world. And, yeah. In some respects, you just it's it's
2: floating, but it's dead. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah. I mean, like, there's a very fair reason why in the Old Republic, a lot of people don't like Mandalorians. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and just seeing Boba Fett's armor painted up is really interesting. We see a mm-hmm. non-scuffed armor, like perfected colors and everything I'm like, oh that's interesting so maybe i have to update my helmet <laughs> my boba fett helmet with <laughs> pure colors or keep it esb colors who knows like
1: it was nice to see it it'd be the word i was looking for was like restored yeah at that point you know because after how many years of disservice or use or just random people or the big first the jawas then uh vents vant mm-hmm. wearing and stuff like that it's like all right cool now it's back where it needs to be i've taken care of you i've polished you up Let's go again. Yeah.
0: Um. And just oh, the... Oh,
2: speaking... Sorry, speaking of, of his upgrades as well, Uh. one thing I, I really appreciated as well is we get to see Boba's got a new... I'm assuming new since, as I pointed out in an earlier podcast, his last one was cut in half. But we get to see him with a, a new and shiny EE3 yeah. carbine rifle, which I completely mauled when we watched it because I called it an E22, which I... Yeah, i now realized is a gun that the Death Troopers use, so I was completely <laughs> off there. But it's yeah, exotic. that was really nice to see. Yeah, no, that's yeah.
0: awesome. I'm, I'm really happy he has his gun back. Mm. Um, no, yeah. I wish
2: I, I, we'd gotten to see him use it, but hopefully Ye- that no, we will. Next episode for no sure. We yeah.
0: We're going to see him jetpacking through the the Architens with his e, E3 blaster just to destroy everybody. Wouldn't
1: take him long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously.
0: Um, Any other points before we get into kind of speculation? um to
1: like to be honest like this episode was pretty straightforward one track like you had okay the prisoners that were on that scrapyard colony or whatever it's like all right yeah get on the ship okay that's it okay we get we got to the place okay you're gonna change the armor okay we're going on this run this run seems pretty straightforward there's the temple over there to me like i don't know was very linear if yeah it felt like um listening to darth brain on um
0: uh, on darth prime. he's my favorite darth
1: <laughs> <laughs> when he's on ricotta prime it's like okay the temple's over there there's all this jungle i'm gonna cut straight through on this rancor and we're going there and that's sort of this had like the enemies attacking him and he's like yep and we're still going right towards there and mm. oh do you want to know other things no we're going right towards there and yeah they're being chased and everything but the biggest gaff i found from that is like the the i don't know how long you can actually set a thermal a thermal detonator on before it's just supposed to go off. Oh, like yeah, It's yeah. the max time setting for that. Because these guys are on their skiffs chasing down
0: the uh, Juggernaut, and it's just like, all right, we're going to prime these things. So Every like, single one of them had one, and there was like yeah. five skiffs. and it's like, like 10 people. So yeah, there's like 50 that detonators that are all lit up, and you're like, wait a minute. Yeah.
1: And something I found funny is that when when um, this stormtrooper squad show up and start gunning them down, there's a guy who has one. Yeah, I saw, and that. he throws it. And it, it's it must be a dud because it never goes off. Oh, really? Like, even I didn't notice pass, that. Yeah, it doesn't go off. It, it hits the ground, it. it bounces and it rolls toward them and it's really super close to the troopers. And it's
2: just like, yeah, no, nope. nothing happens. It's a dud. I, I would have found it hilarious as well if he just forgot to hit the, the priming button and just threw it. Very much so. Because you see him, you see him pull on, throw it. Yeah. So I'm
1: just like, what? Are you Are you really that messed up right there where you just didn't? time you didn't
2: set the okay exploding before you threw oh come yeah. on the the only other thing with thermal detonators that i could see people complaining about but i i understood it was you know the the, the one dude who actually plants it on the rydonium canister mm-hmm. uh, and then din still has enough time to beat him run up grab it and throw it back yeah yeah and i can see some people be like oh look at the the plot convenience it's oh it's just it goes off after he throws and i was like no i get that you set it to the max timer because you don't want to be on the juggernaut when it detonates right yeah, yeah. you want to be far away yeah, you exactly. still want to have to jump plant off. It. Exactly. Run back, jump, and then go away.
0: And the other thing too is like when he does throw it, it's almost immediate in the air. It blows up midair. Where yeah, like it, it, it throws back. it throws Din back quite far. Yeah. Which is pretty Because like you don't
1: want, you don't want to jump off, have be so close. And if that thing goes up, it's also going up with all that explosive on it. Like you're yeah. definitely gonna get caught in the back You could definitely see Din was at his
0: like limit for his martial abilities in this in like fighting all of these people trying to get them off of the juggernaut, trying to keep them away. And then he's on his back and they're, like, trying to take his helmet off and, like, choke him out and stuff like that. It was was very, like, I don't know, nail-biting, that area at least.
2: Yeah, and and the first part of that, when he gets into, like, the real fist fight, I, I really appreciated that you can see his kind of warrior instincts take over and then actually not... Or actually become a detriment, basically, because, you know, the guy swings his spear and he goes to block with his shoulder and then he takes the hit and it shatters the shoulder and hurts him, right? Because yeah. it's that you're not using Beskar anymore, bud. you're using, you know, stormtrooper armor. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you immediately see the difference in power, right? I mean, I it shouldn't have surprised me as much as it did because, what, last episode we saw Boba just tearing through, like, yeah. sundering armor with yeah. a gaffy stick. So I guess I shouldn't have been as surprised that, you know, a spear could shatter the shoulder plate, but that did surprise me a bit. And I guess it does also help to explain how Ewoks were able to kill stormtroopers with bows and arrows. Sure. Yeah. Episode six. They're
0: pretty, yeah, They're pretty <laughs> fragile for trying to be armor. Um, yeah.
2: Right.
0: Let's get into speculation. So let's see, like, um, things that I wrote down were, I'm not sure if they're going to actually rescue Grogu within the end, ex- end of next episode or... Like what's gonna happen? Because I assumed it was gonna be a two-part ending, kind of like what we had with last season. Mm, Um, The only way I could see them like actually executing it and getting it Grogu back is if it's like a fifty-five-minute finale episode, like it was for the first episode of this
2: season. Hey, you're stealing words out of my mouth from yesterday. (laughs) Did you say this? Yeah, yeah. I mentioned Um, that after we watched the episode. My bad. It's all good. Um, (laughs) Let's
0: see. (laughs) I'm just thinking, yeah. Like I just don't think there's enough time if it's like a thirty-five-minute episode and. You know, there's like three minutes at the end for credits and, you know, four minutes at the beginning for um, recap. recap. So it's just like, I just don't see it. Yeah, I
1: don't think they will because... If anything, if they have to end up rescuing from here, that means everybody on that Ark is not letting them go. So most likely everybody's going to die, which mm-hmm. means Gideon dies, which means Bo-Katan, he's, did you get the thing? And they'd be like, what thing are you talking about? And it's like, okay, well, the Darksaber blew up in that explosion then if you destroy the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just leads to a whole other problem. So I can see them being like, you know, we tried to get there. But you sent you sent the threats. So they're just like, all right, well, we'll just take the factor out of the situation. And remember how he's just like, yeah, there's the, the child's not here. He's gone.
0: Do we he's think? Gone. He's, yeah, I could see that where like they've already sent it to Pershing or something like that. Yeah, and then he has to then, follow that thread, and then yeah, the Architens is basically yeah, scuttled because I
1: can see them trying to get him here. Doesn't work out. They do they do successfully do stuff. I can imagine, but like yeah. I can see the first part of season three being like okay deal with this get him back and then latter half of four is like okay now it's the you know help bogotan and the mandalorians fight and find their stuff like i, mm-hmm. I can see that
2: yeah that's true like the the uh other thing i could see although i, I feel like this isn't as likely as what you guys are saying is you know they they get to the ship they grab the child they make their escape but they have to land on a planet and so it's you know it ends with okay well we've got him and we're we're safe again, but Gideon's right behind us with dark troopers on the way. Okay, that'd yeah. be cool. I'd be sick. Yeah. I to see that in season three, because then at least you know people are yes. like, "Oh, good, they're safe." Uh oh, now we're now are in season three <laughs> exactly right?
0: So, do you think that it's just gonna be like Din, Boba, Fennec, and Car- uh, Cara Dune doing the raid? And you think like nobody's gonna come? It's just gonna be those four? I mean, the easiest. Jesus-
2: you- you go ahead, Greg. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I was going to say, like, the, the easiest people I can see him also recruiting are whatever pieces of the New Republic he can get his hands on, because, you know. The Rangers like we of the New Republic, before, you could say. <laughs> maybe. We were speculating that Rangers of the New Republic was going to be, what's his name, Trapper Wolf and Appa? Yeah. yeah That's a new uh, TV show Car- that they announced. Yeah, Appa's, Appa's not his character's name. It's, what, Carson something?
0: I think Appa Carson. is his name.
2: That's, I think I think it was like I Carson Wells or something, but oh maybe I, I, I thought I, it was I, awful. It up. I think that was his call sign, but I I'm not. Read, oh, sure. it could be. Yeah, but like they're they're the easiest people I can see. You know, getting them and then the Night Owls, right? Because you just say, "Hey, Bo-Katan, we're, we found where Gideon is. I have his coordinates. Yeah, Carson Tiva, come help. Carson Tiva. Okay.
0: Do you think? Do you think that um, katan Like I don't think they're gonna reach out to Bo-Katan... They might, but I think that she might find her own way there if she's going to be there.
2: That's true. With her crew. like I'm, i think I'm she's, just saying. Like, like, she's doing
0: her own research right now to try to find where he is. And they have, a, you know, three Mandalorians. They, I'm sure they could yeah. figure it out since they have an Imperial vessel now. That was tied to Gideon.
2: Yeah. yeah, but I don't know if that was coordinates. I'm just saying, like, yeah, maybe they'll show up over their on accord. cord. But mm-hmm. they're, the Night Owls, I can see being the easiest people to recruit. Oh, hey, easily. Bo-Katan, help me with this. We're assaulting Gideon's ship. Here are the coordinates. Yeah. You want some backup? We have two Mandalorians with us now. Well, we have one and a half-ish Mandalorians yeah. now. Because <laughs> yeah. Boba still seems on the fence on whether or not he's going to, you know, accept have... his full Mandalorian culture.
0: They have been doing a really good job at showing the the Slave One in action and, like, moving around mm-hmm. and doing things and in dogfights and just flying around. I just that... need to see
2: it in the true dogfight. That's exactly That's like, what I'm that. saying. It's like, yeah. I want to see
0: slave one against the Architans with some like fang fighters or gauntlet fighters. Yes, that would be sick. oh that would just be like every Mandalorian fan's dream. And I feel mm-hmm. like Favreau is gonna do that as well. Like I just don't
2: see him not doing that. You know, okay. I don't expect this to happen a hundred percent. But you know it would be amazing if the Night Owls show up with the, the with their fang fighters and it's led by Fennaro.
0: Oh, that'd be interesting. Oh wow. Yeah. right. That'd be crazy. Again, if they have like a whole squadron of like Fang fighters and stuff, and
2: yeah, yeah. Hmm. Because you know, Fen Rao was working with, from what I remember, you know, in Rebels, he was he was more than willing to work with Bocaton. So mm-hmm. he shows up as a squadron commander. I would, lo- oh, that would be amazing in live action. that ex- Exactly. I right? don't expect it to happen at all. But... Even if it doesn't
0: show him, but if it's his voice over yeah, the comms, exactly, I'd right? be I'd be so down for that.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like you know, they deploy it out of, out of the gauntlet, and Bo-Katan says Fenrau, you know, keep them off our backs,
0: or even oh. uh, Sabine, possibly.
2: Yeah, that would be she, super cool.
0: She was well. pretty close to Bo-Katan as well. So, maybe however, we'll see if, like Clan Urse, Ursa,
2: right? That would be super cool. Um, however, if what Filoni was saying in an interview was true, um, or Clan Ren with Ursa was is a mom. Oh yeah, that's right. But yeah, if if what Filoni was saying, if they do decide that's canon that, you know, Ahsoka showing up was before the end of Rebels, then we wouldn't see Sabine cuz she spent the entire time protecting Lothal, right? Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. So
0: So we'll we'll see what happens. Um there's not a lot oh. of
2: Go ahead. So, sorry, sorry. Uh before we get into into I uh, with other speculation, I guess. Actually, you know what? I'll I'll say it later. I'll say it later on. But there was one other thing with Bill Burr. That I go for forgot it. About go for it. I
0: honestly, I don't know if there's anything else I want to say because I'm not sure what okay. speculation. Yeah, I don't have anything it, else. It was just...
2: Okay. It was just well, one thing uh, with Bill Burr. It was just... There was an interview that I saw with him a little while ago that I, I think... I, I was thinking when we were watching the episode because there was a big thing with him where he used to make fun of Star Wars a lot. Uh, he didn't get it. He... he you know, by the time it came out, he was a little bit too old for Star Wars, as he says. And so, it's funny because they had the they. He's had a bunch of interviews where he talks about how Favreau wanted him for that role, uh, for that role. So they they met at a party, and Bill's first reaction was like, "You know, I rag on this like a lot, right?" And Favreau was like, "Yeah, that's kind of why we want you here. We thought we think it would be funny if you know now we put you in it." And so, what I thought was really interesting and really nice was that. Uh, Bill describes that he basically had the Harrison Ford effect when he first got on the set and and he was doing it, where you know he reads the script and he's like, "What the what the hell? What is that? What what is any of this? Right? Like, what does any of this mean? This is weird space mumbo jumbo garbage." You know, kind of the same thing with you know Harrison Ford saying, "You can write this stuff, George, but you can't speak it." Yeah. And but then he said, and then he you know he goes on set and he's like, "Oh, there's this." You know, there's this this weird purple person with these headtails, and they turn Clancy Brown into like a demon, like the devil. And he's going like, what What the hell is this? What did I walk into? But he said when they started actually acting and doing the scenes, he kind of just forgot that he was on a set and everything, and he just he said like you just fall into it, and because everyone's acting so well, you just believe it, right? And everything becomes so. Um, so easy to kind of yeah exactly so easy and real to believe it's actually a you know a thing happening and i feel like that really also comes across because he just he he blends so well as like even though it's like i said you know for the first half it's just him kind of playing himself that kind of smart talking wise ass kind of blends so well into star wars and you kind of again like we were saying see that see all that pain and and rage come through in in the scene in, in the mining facility so i just thought that was really cool right you kind of really see how people you can even take people who didn't really watch star wars growing up and it's not their favorite thing and then kind of see how how easy it is to fall in and fall in and believe and like that universe now
0: yeah so and i think yeah, that was just that's the thing about star wars everybody finds what
2: they like about it
0: Mm-hmm. if they get into oh, it yeah. there's always
2: something different for everybody yeah yeah because that was the other thing sorry I also forgot was that you know he 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 imagined Star Wars as being like Star trek kind of you know whatevers and then when he got in and realized it was like a it was like a space western he was like oh cool like I'm super on board and that's kind of like what you were saying right it's it's easy to get into it because Star Wars can be so many different things as well right
0: yeah and that's what brings everyone together which is what I like about mm-hmm. it yeah Ed, did you have any um final speculation thoughts or
1: not really. Um mine were just more so okay. Yeah, like you said, are they gonna save them or are they not? I really don't think they are. So hmm. it's a matter of okay, we know where you're going, they know where you're going. Let's say who let's see whose hand is played and who plays it better. At this point, because we still have a mention of Thrawn somewhere. We have that too, Mm -hmm. right? So, like, they get there, yeah, we got him, we got him, tractor beam, what? And
2: then they show you the bottom of the Chimera, and you see the design. But like, yeah, you're not going anywhere. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That would would be an amazing ending, actually, right? Like, they actually rescue him. They've got Gideon on the back foot. And then, yeah, you hear a transmission of, you know, Admiral Gideon. We're here. Or is he Admiral Admiral Gideon? No, he's uh, Moff Gideon. Yeah, Moff, Moff Gideon, we're here to support, and that kind of works. It's, it's like, yeah. I see you're in need of some
1: assistance or something yeah, like that. Just, just in that voice, perfect, like, oh, perfect Thrawn's
2: voice, that would be so good. Yeah, oh, that, would be, that would be an amazing end of the season. Oh, but also, I, I also just realized, speculation-wise, um, Ed, next week we get to put one of your speculations to the test, because you pointed out that it would be interesting if the Dark Troopers were uh, armored in Beskar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll
0: see them in action so we'll see if they're bulletproof or nobody razor-proof. actually
1: got to take shots at them when they mm-hmm. landed on the on tython so yeah it'll be interesting to see just yeah how's their plating because these guys are gonna go in guns blazing and we've already because they've shown us how you know den can run into fucking blaster fire and just not care like he's shrugging yeah. a lot of it off right so it's like, well, they have the same weapons, and they'll be blasting at these things. And imagine four of them walking down a hallway, and you're blasting; they're all just like, and they're a robot, right? Sure. So just be like, you <laughs> are like, you thought <laughs> super battle droids were scary? Well,
0: yeah. <laughs> One final thing that I wanted to bring up, because I, I after all those announcements, like, so if, for those who don't know, Disney um, did a investors meeting basically and revealed a whole bunch of plans for Star Wars and a whole bunch of other things from Marvel and things, and they came out with some new shows that are attached. to to the Mandalorian in a way. So we have a new Star Wars show called Ahsoka. We have a new Star Wars show called uh, The Rangers of the New Republic. Um, both of those shows are going to be taking place during The Mandalorian timeline. So oh, like okay. kind of events interweaving between what's happening in this show. And I watched the investor meeting after all the announcements were done on Twitter and stuff like that. And I just wanted to see if there's any other information that wasn't tweeted out or anything like that. And there was. It says, uh, Kathleen Kennedy said that for both Ahsoka's TV series and the, new, uh, the Rangers of the New Republic, they're both being worked on by Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni. That's nice. one thing. The other okay. thing is that they are going to culminate in, the, uh, in a big event at the end. So the Mandalorian, but Ahsoka, the and the Rangers of the New Republic are all going to culminate into something big at the end. So that's going to be very interesting. I I assume that means that Thrawn like is definitely. I don't like them saying that
1: already. Why not? <gasps> because at this point, you know, what does that mean for okay? If we have if we have um, these ones coming up, so the if they end Mandalorian before these ones even happen, no, then they're not ending
0: see... it. So I think what they're doing is because Mandalorian is also being renewed for season three, obviously. Um, yeah. And I'm assuming as soon as you know season three starts production, they're going to announce season four. But I believe what they're doing is Mandalorian is going to be like the common thread, and that's going to continue. Oh, and then we're going to have with... we're going to have two other series that kind of weave through it, and then they come into the yeah. uh, near the end of season four or five of the Mandalorian, and the Mandalorian then ends in a big event that takes all three what? stories into account. So
1: it's going to be, be like pretty... the Arrowverse, yeah. that's
2: like the Russia Russia. We're yes, yes. To say. kind yeah, of like yeah. that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's almost uh-huh. like I'm making um, signs with my hands, like I'm making motions with my hands, and like I have. One hand going straight forward, and then I have two hands kind of making interweaving signs be- beside them. Like yeah, that yeah. looks like the Chimera symbol, because <laughs> it, it has the two like snake heads weaving around the center yeah. thing. But uh, yeah, I think I'm excited for that. Like that means I believe Thrawn's going to come in here. We're going to see a whole bunch of stuff with you know him and the Empire. We're going to see a lot of stuff with the New Republic, which we have seen almost nothing of in live action. Um,
2: yeah, so I interesting. One other. There's one other thing that bugs me a little bit, although I'm willing to ignore it because, you know, my feelings on the sequel trilo- on the sequel trilogy. But don't they clearly state that the New Republic doesn't have a military?
0: They have – they Which... don't have – like, yeah, they have uh, – they demilitarized, but they still have, yeah. like, um, squadrons and things that are, like, like it says, the rangers of the New Republic. So they're not mm. there to, you know, engage in battle and stuff like that. They're there to scout and, you know – find information and you know expand the new republic into the outer rim so i don't think it's a military uh thing they're kind of saying like okay you know here's a planet that you know is willing to join the new republic maybe we can have some politicians come out and you know do stuff and set up this new republic base there and all that stuff
3: like, yeah, i don't think it's more
0: I... of like a you know the, the rebellion was like we're gonna go and like when we go into hyperspace we're coming out into a battle like. You know?
2: Honestly, the, the way things are shaping up, and I wouldn't mind this at all. I would be super on board with this, is if they they slowly start doing a thing where it's like, look, this is the new republic building up forces' because you see that in squadrons too, right? Mm. This is them building up forces. This is them starting to fight the Imperial Remnant. You know, this is them building all the things that they need to, to fight the Empire and actually start pushing them back. And what I what I would be interested in seeing is if they then start taking all of that stuff. And just slowly but surely setting up the new timeline. That'd be interesting. Have it kind of be all of these shows kind of very slowly in pieces start ret slowly retconning the things that they said in the sequel movies.
0: I don't know. Like I remember you telling us like they're thinking possibly there's a rumor going around yeah, that they're going to reset it. reset the episode seven, eight, nine. Yeah. I don't cause... know. I don't know because it seems like they're d- they're double downing. They're going double down on doubling
1: down. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: On on like the sequel trilogy with you know the imperial remnants like that fits in with jakku and all that stuff like this takes place way um oh yeah
2: but like and and what i feel like it could work really well is you you keep the elements that work so like jakku works right it's where the empire sure. was, was was broken from we're now on equal terms to oh no we're losing
0: yeah
2: right so that you can keep but like but and and so because that makes sense right this is how they started to lose you can keep all the stuff that kind of works and then just start throwing away the stuff that doesn't make sense. Like, oh, the resistance. Well, we just want to, you know, that was clearly just, oh, we have to make them like the rebellion. So throw that out. And would they and just make the,
0: episode seven, eight, and nine legends then? Because, like, I feel like that would be super confusing for all of the people that only watch the movies and stuff because they're just going to be like, oh, yeah, we're re releasing seven, eight, and nine.
2: Yeah, they they put I out an feel- official statement, right? But I mean, it, you know, with with Disney, I feel like it's all about the money. Yeah. And all those rumors were coming from the fact that the sequel trilogy isn't very profitable. You know, we've I mean, from. Well, exactly. And but that the thing is, you know, there was that I I could find it to try and put it in the notes, but there was that interview with Diamond Toys where the guy said to them like, "Oh, why aren't you making more sequel stuff? Isn't there a demand for it?" And the guy basically just said, "No, yeah, there isn't." So if it's if it's running out, because I mean, the whole reason they bought Star Wars was just money forever, right? But if this whole whole avenue isn't making money anymore,
3: I'm then I feel like
2: there. then you're a lot more willing to then dump it and try again, right? And then they have to put out a statement saying we're doing it again and all this stuff, and I'm sure there would be backlash. But if it's money at the end of the day, and then you're setting it up with this, right? Yeah. We're saying, well, we want to to put these guys that you love in the spotlight more. Hey, do you want to see Din helping the New Republic more in, in a movie maybe? Well, get on board with us and we'll put in Boba. And it's just like, oh, now we can kind of sway them generally. If that's the case. I mean, again, this is all speculation. I'm just throwing stuff out. Right, right, right. But it would it would make sense to me if it's like get them on board with this stuff and make no mentions that we're trying to do retcons at all well, and then it. come to them and say, hey, exactly. you want cool stuff? Yeah. But, see, that's funny because it's just like, you know what, you
1: bought the thing because you wanted to print money, Mm. and...
2: They did. They the printed a lot of, of money. S-
1: seven, yeah, because it was like, okay, but you went through so much getting all these new people and all this stuff and doing
0: all these mm-hmm. things. So I think they spent and, $10 billion but, to act to get Lucasfilm, yeah. is what it was. And they mm-hmm. made I mean, that back and more.
1: Oh, yeah. But the fact of the matter is, like, you went out and said you, you destroyed everything and then went out and had the balls to say, oh, there's there's no reference. There's nothing we can mm-hmm. pull from. And now you're literally pulling from all the things from before.
0: Yeah, And no, it's like, the,
1: oh. Mm-hmm.
0: Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish that up.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they're grabbing and picking and choosing, but you know what? Sure, whatever. i Nothing to say about that yet. But it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, okay. So we've got this, and we're taking this, and we're taking this, and we're taking this. And like you were saying with the rogue squadron, who are we going to see, and who's going to lead it, and everything mm-hmm. with that? Like the, those are big questions that once again you have to stop and you have to think. Okay. Remember anything, any project they're starting, you gotta always start with remember what happened with seven,
0: eight,
1: and nine, especially especially eight. Do not repeat.
0: Yeah, Yeah, seriously. It's a big point. Is like the the episode seven movie. People were like, you know what, I can get behind this. Mm. People were, you know, there there was a little bit of dissent, I think, but I think a lot of people. I think the biggest part of it was like, oh, it's just a rehash of episode four, is what the biggest was. was. But you yeah. know what? It was still fun, and it was still good, and it brought no, a lot in. No, it.
1: no, that's but your the, opinion.
0: You know, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing between like you guys, myself, and like other people in the community. Like, mm. you know, there are people in the community like you guys where they're upset with the sequel trilogy. They hate it. They don't want it at all. Nothing of it was good. And then yeah. we have people like it's the right
1: yeah. opinion. Yeah. Continue. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> all there, same piece there are people like me yeah, where
0: yeah. I had liked parts and pieces of it, and like even Bobby uh, liked you know parts and pieces of it as well. And it's just there are there are varying views on it, and I feel like that's what happened with the sequel trilogy is that there was a di- a divergence. That's I guess, exactly what in the Force, it. right? So like it was it it created it created that rift between people that loved it, and people that hated it. It's
1: the great schism, but right. basically,
0: and so I with, will
1: start. Sorry, go ahead. With,
0: with the Mandalorian, it has created a fandom. It has brought Unified the fandom universe. back together, yeah. yeah. Mm. And I think
1: but
2: you needed something. You needed the chosen one to do that, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, you need that that by uh, well, yeah, actually chosen tag team of Felony and Favreau to amend it,
0: right? And I think those but are the think, guys that know what Star Wars is, like we we talked about mm. before. And but
1: that's just it, though. The way I the way, oh, sorry, to finish your whole thought. I keep cutting you off. I that's apologize.
0: okay. I just I just figured i I don't see them rebooting seven, eight, and nine. I feel like they're gonna make everything going up to seven eight and nine as best as they can make it and then if they're gonna go past it and do stuff after it in episode nine they're gonna like it, episode seven eight nine I believe is going to be a small chunk in a Star Wars universe where there's a big rift in the community that people can't agree on things but everything around it is going to be something that people love and people agree on as this is quintessential Star Wars right I don't I just don't see them rebooting. I just the, the, because in my when, mind it's like, is that turn it into
2: legends then?
0: Does that turn just, those movies into what I guess just its occurred own thing? to me? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. What what just occurred to me because the rumor that I had heard, and again, just a rumor mm-hmm. that I had heard was that the way they were gonna retcon them was using the binding force. And now we're getting a show with someone who's experienced the binding force in Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. And so what if that ends up being that giant event they were talking about? They
0: do have the opportunity, like, in-universe, they can change the future yeah. and the they past. they can
2: absolutely retcon it with the Binding Force.
0: Yeah, with the uh, world between worlds and all that stuff. Yeah. I could, that and is all- the only way that I I just don't know, <laughs> man. Yes, I just don't know. You, just don't know.
2: You, you know what, would, what I would love? <laughs> I know exactly <laughs> where you're going with I, this. Yes, is they is, cut to that scene, that and stupid they pull, scene. They pull fucking Luke- somebody out of like walks into Ben, into Ben's hut and pulls out the lightsaber and Ahsoka just bursts in and like kicks him in the face.
0: (laughs) I was thinking like,
2: no. (laughs) So, so you, you come you get Ahsoka to come back and, or, you know, any, like any other Jedi or person or just someone to point out, Hey Luke, you gave your, your dad who had like a sliver of, of light in all darkness, a hundred million chances to turn back to the light side. Why don't you try that with your, your nephew?
0: But you know what the also thing is, the interesting thing is, Ahsoka was mm-hmm. Anakin's Padawan, yeah. And they still haven't talked together about, you know, Vader. And it's going to be interesting if like they meet in this series or in the Ahsoka series or whatever, and like they have that conversation. See what that's like. Just in in general, like not even if they do the world Between world thing and like Ahsoka talks to Luke and whatever. But, like, yeah, I feel it, like it'd be very interesting. They
1: kind of did have their conversation on Malachor, though. Not a big one, but there was... I mean, like, between Ahsoka and Luke name. is what I mean. Oh, okay. Sorry.
0: Yeah. So, like, if you um, know, Ahsoka talks to Luke about what she saw in Anakin and in Vader, and then Luke tells her what he saw at the end, that would okay. kind of give Ahsoka some closure. That would give Luke some more insight into his father and what he was like before yeah. he fell.
2: And it would give Luke a good teacher in more Jedi ways, right?
0: Yeah. I think it would be a good opportunity to bring them together. But I just – I don't know. (laughs) I don't know.
1: The first point with your world between world things, I can see that. But I can also see it be like, you know, there's some – maybe if they even want to tie in the high republic things like you know this thing was going through hyperspace and like eating something like this force mm. eater this big force calamity thing so i could see that what if that happens in the world between worlds where it destroys that so, like, mm. as, like, let's say Ahsoka's in there again trying to figure stuff out in on that end, trying to, like, stop something. She's coming like, something out of the warp, basically, right? Mm. And so she starts taking off to get back to – because you know how there's, like, different doors and windows and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. I can see her racing, like, down, like, some – like, you know quote unquote hallway trying to get trying to escape to get back to her door and as she's going through like you remember in those kingdom hearts um trailers how they're all running down this thing and you're seeing like all these pictures on the sides and mm. like different scenes and stuff like that from the games and previous i can see them doing that with like episodes seven eight and nine like all in there and like they're just being eaten up by this thing and fading away and just being like yeah see they're being destroyed but they're actually showing you all that being destroyed as a way okay. to as a way to wipe the slate clean, and then she jumps through, and it's just like, oh, what happened? Well, the things I've seen, you wouldn't believe. And it's like, okay, but now that that's gone, where do we go from here? And boom, you have your whole new whatever you want to do at that point. And then, then jumping into what you were saying before about like the division and everything like that, I just want to say, like, I un- I'm, I'm not happy with them. I, at first, I was always saying, like, you know, I understand they want to make this stuff, um, this, like, for the new generation and stuff like that. And then in, now, in retro, looking back, I'm just like, you know what? No, because if you do something like the Mandalorian, which you're bringing in new characters, everything like that. So yes, young people watching it today are like, Oh my god, this is great. This thing. Now you get them jumping back to look at all the mm-hmm. old Mandalorian stuff, right? You have you have forty eight year olds and stuff like I'm sorry I can't remember the dude's name, but I was just reading Facebook comments one day after the Boba Fett episode when he came mm-hmm. back. And he was he was literally like Felonian Fabro, thank you for making a forty eight year old feel like a kid again. Yeah. Mm-hmm right so it's just like you get you get that feeling across the board so with 789 being like if you want to stick by the standpoint of oh well you know the new generation is like no why do you have to cut out a whole generation entirely for it because clearly they can feel this way too so why wouldn't you just go right to new and just like you know you can have the old characters in there give them their five minutes or whatever but don't make it so much about them where like you're you're throwing them aside and you're showing this making this big deal about throwing them aside to bring these new guys you barely even spend 10 minutes on explaining them them and it's taken three movies we still don't know a lot about any of them like it took it took the whole poe series and even then we still don't know like okay where'd the smuggling thing come in because all we've had Mm. from the comics is black squadron right yeah so, so, at that point, it's like,' so, what's going on with that? Like it was very, very, very poorly done, and at that point, yeah. it was just the, it I know what they are saying. it sounds diplomatic, but all I can see it was them trying to put the Disney stamp on the on the series. That's all, yeah. and I, that is that is why I don't like it, and that's why it's just like it wasn't about anybody, it wasn't about the fans who are using kids as an excuse it's <laughs> just it was just there to be like. No, nope. you have it now so all the things you did and all the things the fans did, the fans did that we're still trying to sell this thing to, we don't care. Yeah. That's I, what I, that said and that was my problem.
2: Yeah, I feel like this is Disney learning that you don't do you don't produce something with this much history in the DC approach, which is ironic cuz you think they would have learned. Yeah, people you know, that don't know the story Marvel. and what Star Wars Exactly. Is. You don't hire people to make your movies who are good at just making them flashy and visual spectacles right cuz you know I'll give bring those J. people Abrams in this. but have other people that yeah. know the story and know what characters would and do and give them yeah, the power things. to tell them yes or no exactly right cuz yeah cuz JJ Abrams and Zack Snyder they both do really nice visuals I, I won't you know i won't knock them on that i really like their visual styles but they don't have the the as in-depth knowledge as someone like Feige or Favreau or Filoni, right? Where it's like you get the people who know it and love it and are able to build stories that, yeah, like Ed was saying, right? Bring in people from all generations. I think that's... Because you can still have something appealing to kids and adults, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: Bringing it back around to the Mandalorian. I think that's what they're <laughs> doing with these three series. They're going to have these three series weave in and out of each other and then have this event at the end. That's going to be a big payoff, and it's going to be very much similar to like the Arrowverse or, or you know, whatever mm-hmm. kind of series does something like this, right?
1: That being said, um, they do have to they do have to remember that yes, when the Arrow came out, yeah, that was that was the main one, and people for better or worse loved hated, but it was their main one. Mm-hmm. When they created what was the Flash after that one, which I could see the Flash kind of going the way that because um, they said it was going to be uh Boba Fett, Ahsoka and Mandalorian or is it going to be Ahsoka Mandalorian and one other thing?
0: Oh it's Ahsoka, Mandalorian and the Rangers of the New Republic. Okay, so Rangers, right? So I can
1: see so maybe maybe not even the Flash at this point. So they have they have the Arrow, they have Supergirl and they have um the ones who travel between time. Um, um Oh, Legends of
2: Tomorrow. Legends of and, Tomorrow, basically yeah, and right? Flash and Batgirl
1: and all that and whatever. You, yeah, you can already see like Supergirl went a certain way that just you know it was we talked about pandering before and it felt like that was really happening there Mm.
3: um
1: but then you also have a character who you know for as much backstory as there is about superman we know how kara ended up there we know everything like that but then it just Mm. she's me character at best right Mm -hmm. and then you have with the rangers like you have a chance to open up something completely new but again may tell a story and let the t- story tell itself, do not pander and do not start the story and write the story based on, well, this group is popular right now because in three years, and if the thing goes on for three years and three <laughs> years go by and that group yeah. is not the big group anymore and it actually looks kind of negative, yeah, you go back yeah. to that and you're just like, aha, ah, well, look at this, this stuff. And you really, you really kind of kill the whole thing just because you, you started <laughs> off by pandering. Do not mm-hmm. do that tell your story and whatever's in the story if it happens like we were talking about with squadrons if it happens organically yeah. that's great
3: Yeah, and but
2: and don't yeah and they base sh- your whole thing on that yeah exactly and they've shown that they they know how to do that right like exactly. keratin's a great example of that fennec's another great example of that hell ahsoka right like you can do all this stuff well gray's another good example if you played squadrons right there's a good way to do it and pander in such a way that it feels natural and integrated Mm -hmm. right and just feel like you're not going out of your way as opposed to um the episode nine kiss that you know oh look you know it just felt forced yeah well look we're we're inclusive guys love us why did you take it out of other places where you know homosexuality is viewed or oppressed and and hated uh Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but no it's it's tweet us with hashtags make us look good yeah. So it's just like no don't don't do that just make it natural just you know
1: like you know what like I, and that's the thing where it's just like you know i'm uh, dan i'll give you this one and i, I won't mention this you'll never let me live this down <laughs> but like it was you know we had a bit of jar jar in episode one and mm. they they really hammed it on but he was organically there through two and three and he wasn't as blah, 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 crazy kind of mm. thing, right? He was just another character. And people who like, you know, you want to crucify him in, in that first episode and then you see him again and it's kind of just like, ah, oh, ha, ha, this guy, okay. What are you going to do? And then even throughout the Clone Wars, when you can see how they're manipulating him and stuff like that, and especially in Episode 3, where it's like we need, a, we need a dumb guy to come up here and just puppet and parrot our words back so we can do what we want. And you see it, and you feel bad for him, because you're just like, no, no, they're using you, but like you know, they're finally like making him feel really involved and included for like the, the first time and not mm. just kind of there, right? So you see it, and you actually start to feel bad. And you wouldn't, if it was just from one to there, you wouldn't feel that way. And you'd be mad, and you'd be like, "Oh no, what are you doing?" But like, they gave that op- they give the character the opportunity to grow, which is like, that's the
0: key thing is giving a yeah. story that shows character growth, shows um, how people engage with each other, how people um, go about the galaxy in their way that they're you know the story allows mm-hmm. them to just character organically, development. right? Like that's exactly yeah. what we want. We just want something yeah, that exactly is a story that's that these all. storytellers want to tell that yeah. makes sense that honors the old and helps engage the new but also just is star wars and exactly i feel like and that's to get to, the kind of the heart of what we're trying
2: to say here exactly to continue beating a dead horse mm. it's it's the difference between the characters in the sequel trilogy versus din and mandalorian which is also a little bit unfair because you know the mandalorian so much longer versus. than all yeah, yeah exactly tv versus as movies but there's no character development for any of the characters in the sequel trilogy. No, it's just a bunch of random events that happen. Exactly. And And again...
1: Oh, sorry. With no... with no real connection between all three to be Mm. like, you know, here's how we went from this to this, to this, to this, to this. this. Like, well, now we're here. Now we're here. Now we're here. Now we're here. It's just like, so we're already thrown off by that. So Mm. we don't know what's happened. It was like, oh, so now you're this. Okay, cool. Why? Oh, so now you're this. Okay, cool. Why? Oh, well, we made a book so you could read it. Oh, we made a book so you could read it. It was like, No, even if you take you take the time to say, like, you know, it's been it's been a few months or it's been a few years, like even in there you still have the opportunity to be like, well, I'm glad and again, it was just like the buttons thing. It's like, well, I'm glad I spent those six months really training on this thing now. So yeah, I can do this pretty well. Mm -hmm. That saves you a bunch of nonsense just by that line alone. Or a line or a line like that, where you're just like, Okay, so at least we have that. And if you want to create your book, at that point then we know what we expect okay we'll see some of this training stuff in this book and it'll really go through like how hard he had to so to get to the point where he was in the movie
0: long story short guys we are excited for the next episode of the Mandalorian (laughs) (laughs)
2: yeah we went on just a tiny tangent here yeah
0: Yeah, no I think that was a great discussion guys Mm -hmm. we got uh, a lot discussed about you know this episode even though there wasn't a lot to kind of sink our teeth into but um (laughs) We're not really sure where the next episode's going to lead, whereas before we kind of had a lot of thoughts and, and theories, but now it's just kind of like, I'm not sure what we, we can do in the last, you know, maybe hour of the Mandalorian season two. Imagine imagine if they
2: spoil us the next week, it turns out to be like a two hour episode.
3: Could you
0: oh, imagine? Yay. That would be just like the best thing in the world. Just a movie. Ugh, just give us a full amazing movie for the end. Exactly. I'd have
2: to have a booster shot before watching it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if. If they did something like that, I will go out of my way to buy Mandalorian merch. <laughs> we'll buy you the oh, the, the Nerf dusted the razor cluster. crest from Haslab. <laughs> Sorry, Nerf made a what?
1: Nerf made his um his rifle? Oh,
0: that's cool. And
1: it, yeah, so they have that and it's like that's pretty that's pretty interesting. Yeah. So that I'll... would be that's one of the things that and that they didn't have to do now. They could have done that before. But with all the hype that's come up, it's like, you know, you know, it was somehow was going to come up. And that's merchandise yeah. this season. And
2: it was I like, mean, uh, OK, I'd, I'd buy a Nerf, uh, a Nerf rifle. I'd buy the Black Series helmet. I'll I'll make a bunch of ashes. So I have the Razor Crest, like I'll do all of it. And I'm surprised
1: <laughs> that the Black Series hasn't come out with that yet. Mm hmm. Because you know they'll have an updated Boba one for sure. You know they'll oh, you have a the Din helmet? one for sure. Yeah.
0: They have a Din helmet already. They do? It's yeah. like was it, was it the new Beskar
1: one or was it the, uh, yep, the
0: first one he had? It's the, the normal helmet, like his normal oh, Mandalorian okay. helmet. Um, okay. Yeah, they have a lot of merchandise. And I I guarantee you they're going to make new Boba Fett mer- merchandise, especially mm. since he's back. Yeah.
2: I, I might not pick up anything with the child but or with Grogu, but definitely get a bunch of Mandalorian stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's yeah, head into the also, outro. Also, ju- just, just a pointer in case people throw this out there, just because I said that. I don't hate Baby Yoda. I'm just not, like, in love with him like everybody else is. He's he's a cool character. Don't get me wrong. I just... Not you your know, favorite part of it. It's it's yeah, not... I'm, he's not the reason why I'm watching this show. Exactly. I'm there for the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Everything else with
1: Grogu is a bonus. Yeah. Yeah it's like the dumb. scene it's again it's the you know the red wire goes here and yeah the exactly wire goes here. It's those, funny those kind of moments are funny but it sounds mm. like i'm
2: not losing my mind every time he's on screen exactly yeah i'm not squealing every time he's there but i do like the red wire blue wire and him throwing around stormtroopers yeah yeah
0: all right let's get to the outro yeah. yeah
3: empire new republic it's all the same to these people. Invaders on their land is all we are. I'm just saying, somewhere, someone in this galaxy is ruling, and others are being ruled. I mean, look at your race. Do you really think all those people that died in wars fought by Mandalorians actually had a choice? So how are they any different than the Empire? Look, if you are born on Mandalore, you believe one thing. If you are born on Alderaan, you believe something else. But guess what? Neither one of them exists anymore. Hey, I'm just a realist. I'm a survivor, just like you. Let's get one thing straight. You and I are nothing alike. I don't know. Seems to me like your rules start to change when you get desperate. I mean, look at you. You said you couldn't take your helmet off, and now you got a stormtrooper one on, so what's the rule? Is it that you can't take off your Mando helmet or you can't show your face? Because there is a difference. Look, I'm just saying, we're all the same. Everybody's got their lines they don't cross until things get messy. As far as I'm concerned, if you can make it through your day and still sleep at night, you're doing better than most.
0: All right, Ed, do you want to let them know how to contact us?
1: Absolutely. So just as you heard before, if you didn't hear or you weren't like awake enough to hear what was has said at the beginning. It's just a reiteration for you. Uh, if you want to send us any of your comments on the episode or things that you saw that we haven't mentioned or anything like that, you can send us an uh, email at voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. You can find us at voiceoftheforce.com website. You can check out a bunch of things there and come see our previous episodes because we always mention in passing like yeah we said this before and let's see if this happens so you can find all our information there on social media you can find us on twitter instagram on facebook um for twitter and instagram the tag is going to be voiceforce pod on facebook it'll just be facebook.com voiceforcepod pod and any retweeting or reposts or any of that with new episode tweets posts, you, pictures you can always share those get those out to everybody else and then more visibility more views more people wanting to talk about it and just have you you have your own discussions at that point and really spread the news and it really 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 is appreciated but you can also listen rate review and subscribe to the podcast on apple podcasts google podcasts soundcloud spotify and all major podcast platforms you should subscribe for free and the latest episode will be pinged to your either inbox or however you get notifications on your phone as soon as it releases
0: And with that said, we hope you are as excited as us for the finale of The Mandalorian Season 2, which will be next week. See you then.